Good afternoon. This is the Bottom Rock Podcast. I'm looking forward to today's episode because I've been trying to piece this together for a little while and it kind of finally came through. Uh, There's been a lot of different challenges that I see with communicating with people, with um, situations that they're going through with their different lives, uh, relationships, my relationship with different people in my life, and trying to put everything together under the current definitions that exist in the mental health space, in the physical health space. I've been listening to a ton of other podcasts, uh, watching videos, listening to um, all kinds of information out there. And it, and it finally kind of hit me uh, recently that allowed everything to connect the dots, at least for myself. And hopefully this kind of gets through to other people as well. And maybe we can um, connect with people a little bit differently when we're talking about um, our moods and our emotions and our daily experiences uh, through different periods of time and uh, that we see in others. So I mentioned before on the podcast that I've been doing a lot of um, trail running and um, cardiovascular training and it helped me before with weight loss. It helped me get through school Uh, It helped me um, going through um, COVID and then uh, recently helped me going through um, divorce and all that kind of stuff. And I'll get into some of those details a little bit later. But there and going through family court processing and um, financial struggles. like So we were always, people are either being put into I'm anxious or I'm depressed or I'm fine I'm good I feel good my life is okay I'm counting my blessings kind of a middle of the road uh, my kids are good my job is good my income is good my family is good my husband is good that kind of middle of the road if you're kind of more anxious and you're a bit more testy a bit more irritable a little bit um, shorter to react we're putting them into the anxious category. Why are you angry? Why are you anxious? And if they're not interested in participating in family events, if they're not interested in in uh, becoming motivated with different goals, then they're depressed or sad. And I kind of connected it with the type of training. So there's level two training. Uh, there's level one training, there's level two, three, four, five. So one to five. The lowest zone um, is zone one, and the highest zone is zone five. Zone two training is type of training that can last for hours. It almost seems too easy, too lethargic. I just finished another long run. It's uh, springtime now, uh, April the 2nd, and the time of the year is to do zone two training. Um, you can call it zones or levels, but zone two training for uh, the longer races. There's half marathons and marathons coming up. So the people in this world kind of communicate 
and base their workload off of the, these zones. So when you want to um, get a little bit of weight loss, if you want to increase cardiovascular health, you go into zone two training. But it doesn't look very hard, you, but you can go for hours. It's at a pace where you can have a conversation. You can look around and, and, and check out nature. You can check out the surroundings. Um, but the person you're talking to, if you were on the phone, they would know that you are exerting yourself based off your running. But it's extremely beneficial at this in this zone. Where zone 5 is the highest intensity sprinting, deadlifting. Um, you're in the 90, 95% of your max heart rate, but it's all short duration. So I'm connecting this because the benefit of zone two training specifically is for increasing the number and efficiency of mitochondria in our body, improves our performance as endurance athletes, improves cardiovascular health, improves work capacity, prevents injury and aids recovery, and boosts our mood. But zone two, with many different athletes, is short-shifted because it doesn't look like or feel like we're actually gaining anything. It just simply looks like we're being a bit lethargic at our running pace, at our training pace, and essentially at our life pace. So to calculate, to get into some specifics, our max heart rate is 220 minus your age. So let's say 40 years old, just for simple math, and I'm turning 40 at the end of this year, my max heart rate would be 180. So 220 minus my age, 180. And zone two would put me into 70 to 80% of our max heart rate or less. So my minimum would be 126 beats per minute to a maximum of 144. You can do this calculation for yourself with your age, 220 minus your age. But if you're recovering from an injury, if you're recovering from overtraining, if you're recovering from pregnancy and postpartum, uh, at postpartum timeline, and uh, regular medication, and you're on regular medication for heart disease or for uh, diabetes or, or anything, subtract an additional 10 points. The reason why I think this is really important to differentiate from the judgmental levels of I have anxiety, I have depression, I have sadness, I have irritability. Those are symptoms. But if we're in our zone, and during challenging times, it's when we have to check out what our definitions are. So I wanted to share some information that I had recently through the clinic. I had one individual who defined parenting they were this individual was struggling with parenting but their kids were no longer in the home the kids were in their 20s and 30s the kids uh still phoned home phoned the parent and were still struggling with uh like a few like relationships of their own or or money or school or or career 
and this parent is just getting exhausted, short-sighted, irritable, and reacting to the, the now adult children and the spouse. So I, and this individual said, I don't want to parent anymore. Parenting is too hard. It just, it doesn't feel good. Uh, and my kids are too old to parent. And I thought this statement was quite interesting. So I asked, what is your definition of parenting? Because you say you don't want to parent. A, a parent, I can have my own definition and some of the listeners can have their own definition. And they're a bit confused, like I was confused. But this person said, the, the definition of parenting to me is discipline. Disciplining their child. Disciplining their adult child. They had a hard time when their child was younger, kind of guiding them towards um, activities, getting them through their homework and through their school. And they had a limited mindset of what discipline was. And they had a limited mindset of what parenting was. And so they just associated parenting with discipline. And that's why as their children, adult children, are trying to connect and communicate and share their life experience, the parent is struggling to just be present be receptive and hear this information because they're trying to just discipline, guide, instead of just being receptive. And so once we made that connection clear and got that kind of out of the way, the relationship improved, the communication improved, and the fatigue and the stress of that of those different relationships enhanced. Another example came in recently where this individual got a promotion at work and they were getting headaches, they were getting neck pain, they were getting shoulder pain, their traps were in spasm, their jaw was tight. And so seeing this kind of uh, pattern um, through different things with uh, clinical work, I asked, well, what's your definition of this promotion, this new role? What's your definition? Because you're clearly capable. Uh, you are promoted because you're able. And um, your boss and, your, and his colleagues and her colleagues were able, are enhancing your role within the company. So what is it? And this individual's response was, well, I have to be more mature. Um, I have to become better at the details. I have to become better at controlling people and better at the operations and understanding how every single thing works in the company. And how, and so they were getting caught in the minutiae. They were getting caught in too many people's roles. And so I shared with this individual that the CEO doesn't need to know how the accounting operates. The CEO doesn't need to know what's how each cell of the Excel sheet, what the calculation is. They can dive into it if needed because they have a, a level of understanding, but they're going to ask for that information. Similarly, that 
CEO or the prime minister, and I reflected this back, how do you think um, the prime minister who has stickers, like bumper stickers and flags that say, like, F Trudeau, and here's all these rumors about him and this or that, how is he going through his day uh, and not going and not getting into debilitating physical pain, mental pain, what allows these people, because he doesn't know what's happening in Port Coquitlam, he doesn't know what's happening fully in um, Nunavut or somewhere in Newfoundland, um, he's not understanding like how Tim Hortons is run within the country, but he has an idea. So it's about zooming out. It's about having that cognitive awareness to get to that higher elevation state of vision, of focus, and then having the confidence to dive into it and ask the adequate questions. And this kind of gave that individual uh, who was promoted at work a lot more relief um, after the the neck pain and the jaw pain and the shoulder pain eased up and they were able to go back into the, the work life with a bit more ease. And so this is two examples of where when things are getting stressful in our life and we're kind of getting pressured or we're feeling like we're being um, put into a straight jacket or we're trying to force our way into definitions or into roles or responsibilities um, or our friend is leaning on us in a certain way and I'll get it to that in a moment with family members um, as an example recently this the definitions need to be adjusted we're trying to fit people into you're either healthy or you have mental health you're either healthy or you have a disease and there's a whole spectrum of zones and functions that people have it's not just adhd it's not just allergies it's not just ashburgers or autism it's not just arthritis it can be inflammation because something is in dysfunction because a muscle isn't working um and so how this relates to zone two is depression so zone two and depression i think are actually connected if we look at our mental health and our mental as our mental wellness and as simon sinek um, defined it the other day as what his preference is is mental fitness on the podcast the diary of a ceo it's not mental health it's mental fitness i i would agree it's mental fitness or mental mental wellness um because we're i've said it on the other podcast when somebody is going through something we point at them and we say "Ooh, mental health it's it's not a definition it's not a diagnosis you have mental health no that is the existence like physical health i will keep repeating it it is what is the condition or state of your physical health are you overweight are you too thin are you um do you need to add more muscle strength do you need to add more ligament strength or more balance what is the state of your mental health what zone are you in? What zone are you training in? Where is your life putting you? Is your life putting you into zone one? Is your life putting you into zone five? 
And so I'm seeing zone two at or depression or kind of a lower mood um, as zone two. The symptoms of it are lower mood, lower social connection, sometimes irritability, sadness, or introvert. That's the definition if you look on like WebMD or any of the mental health places. But in comparison to what? In comparison to who? Lower mood comparison to who? Lower social connection in comparison to who? Uh, Irritability, sadness, um, maybe they're introverted. So who... What comparison is this? What environment or ecosystem is that person in? Because anyone that I know who's gone through depression, as by the definition, by lower mood, lower connections, they're at an incredible state of endurance. I know what I've been through with going through court, uh, with over 40 appearances in court, going through uh, 10 years of school, you're at a lower state. When you're going through a, a doctorate or people are going through law school, and I, and I work with these people on a daily basis, people are going through cancer treatments and they're going through chemo and radiation and, and recovery or all kinds of things. They're in an endurance state. Their workload is high. The resilience is high. Uh, they can keep going. Their faith is being challenged their resilience is being challenged and their vision is long like zone two i'm going to go for a three-hour run i know that my workload is going to be high but it's going to be long i know my resilience is going to be high i know my faith is going to be high and my vision is high because i know that's where i'm going to get to so is it is it is it depression compared to somebody who's in zone five who's anxious, who's hyper, who's an extrovert, who's constantly distracted. Maybe that's the zone five person because the optimal zone is zone three, and I'll get into that shortly. But I think that the space between jobs, the space between relationships, the space between friend groups, if people have moved, the space between goals, the endurance is needed. So the endurance run is zone two and allows to improve work and improve recovery. And every single person who is at their next goal, their next relationship and their fulfilling job talks about their downtime. They talk about their mental isolation. They talked about their their isolation um, and the boundaries they put up with their family and their friends and, and they... They spent a lot of time alone. It sounds very specifically like zone two training. So let's change our definition of mental health to the mental zones. Mental zone one, mental zone two, three, four, and five. Mental zone two and the fulfilled mental zone four. Um, So how would this relate? Well... Zone five for physical training is shorter duration and maximum performance. So this would be similar to like a deadline management. Somebody, so you're at year end, you've got your taxes, 
in your family, you've got your holidays, you've got your event planning for weddings or funerals or um, communions or graduations. Zone five is shorter. That's when that person who is a little bit more anxious, a little bit more hyper, a little bit more kind of tuned in with the environment, um, their vigilance is a little bit high. That's zone five. But it's going to only be there for a short period of time. Zone three physically is for uh, improving fitness. It's light, lightly fatiguing. It's easy movement, moderate sweating. It's the optimal zone during training. This is our place of contentment. This is our settling phase if we're transitioning to our mental health zone three. This is where our job is good. Uh, we've got our steady career. We've got our friend group. We're set up in situations. Our health is good. Our kids are good. Our pets are good. Everybody's kind of good. We're in that zone. Our, our job is a little bit tiring, so it's nice to get off on Friday and have a drink, go for friends, go on a date, those kind of things. It's a little bit fatiguing. It's a little bit causes some stress because there's the different um, regular challenges that life brings us. But that that's the optimal phase. Everything along that spectrum, down or up, is a necessary function. So why is this important? Why am I talking about this? How am I, why am I breaking this down? Because it leads to more complication in our lives. It leads to more resistance. It leads to more isolation and cruel behavior by people. People... When they're looking at life as too black and white, when there's family members, when there's wives and ex-wives and people and boyfriends and girlfriends who are um, not supporting individuals because they're looking at them as too black and white, as like, well, if you're down, you better be optimal. If you're high, you better like bring yourself down. They're not allowing that kind of fluctuation. It's a limited mindset, so they start acting cruelly. I had a client in yesterday, and she kind of triggered like this, and and I reflected the cruelty back, where um, and the resentment back. This person has a low back pain that's um, been bothering her for quite some time, uh, almost two decades. And um, she's had issues with different relationships with um, men where she's in a relationship for quite some time and then the man, the man cheats um, or the man starts sharing too many um, emotional concerns with her. And uh, the men who cry, men who get upset, um, kind of turn her off. Uh, and she basically said, I've been dating betas. Um, I need an alpha male. Um, I've just been dating betas the whole time. Uh, and I said, so, but like, well, why is there such resentment towards men? Are you, you're listening to your, your friends, your female friends, and they're sharing just as many emotional concerns. They cry just as much, uh, or more. And she agreed. Um, I said, but you're not cutting them out of your life. So any man who gets upset, uh, you cut out. 
and it, it's it's quite harsh. And and to some people listening, um, it might sound that she's being harsh, and uh, some might empathize, like yeah, men shouldn't cry, or um, if you're depressed, uh, yeah, like you, it's not good, like get away from them. Or if they're anxious or they're irritable, yeah, get away from them. And now people just say, oh, this is a toxic relationship, I'm out. Um, And it removes the opportunity to support the family. So with this individual, um, her resentment started with her father because her sister in her early 30s suddenly died. Uh, Very tragic situation. Um, She gave uh, birth to her third child and she developed a blood clot and she died quite quickly. Um, because the blood clot went to her brain. And so they're in the hospital, and the her father starts crying and leans over to this woman, who's my client, and starts crying and sobbing and weeping. And uh, it was at a time where she wanted to cry. And she... And her, she feels like her father took her ability to cry because she said her father should have been supporting her because her father died. Or, sorry, her sister died. And I reflected back to her that it's not a hierarchy of her father's above her so he needs to support his adult children or, or anybody below him. It's... Uh, ecosystem of people supporting one another during different times they lean on one another she could have cried with him uh, or been there to support him at the time and and what that did is it kind of pushed her into like almost a decade of these issues with these different relationships and it sounds obvious from our side listening to it or watching it um but it complicated her relationship with her father because she became resentful and relationship with men because anyone, any man that tries to then express themselves, she, she basically ends the relationship immediately. And I know when I was in relationships and I was not faithful and I cheated, looking back and going through different therapies it was when I wasn't able to be emotionally supported um, by my partner and you just felt this like coldness or this cruelty by uh, um, by the partner that when things were shared, uh, it, it wasn't supported uh, and that's what led to a lot of different issues um, and obviously then the demise of the relationship. Uh, and then when I became aware of that, when there was kind of this sense of wanting to to go find a new partner or or leave the relationship, it was because the emotional support wasn't there. And um, when that was communicated, that's when the foundation of your partner isn't solid then that's what leads to um, the demise of more of the relationship and resentment. But a family is there to support one another. Um, just as women support their friend groups and lean on one another, uh, it, 
it is the same with men and it has to be because I, I see all over Instagram on a daily basis men need to talk it's not good to like uh, it's kind of ba- balancing back and forth uh, between like be an alpha male and be open and vulnerable and show your vulnerabilities but if you're just sharing and you're not under threat uh, of a re- in within the relationship it's not a vulnerability it's not a vulnerability to share how you're stressed about your finances it's not a vulnerability to share um, insecurities about your body or about your mind um, that's just a normal experience like women aren't sharing their vulnerabilities to one another they're just simply sharing but when the man does it or you're starting to date somebody or the woman want, want, does it they're now going into their vulnerabilities but it's not because there is no competition there's no conflict there is just sharing and that's why I think we need to start expanding the definitions and to kind of finish this up this woman mentioned like I need an alpha I've been dating betas and I introduced her that there are actually more than these two types of males there are six types of personalities of men um uh, just as an example to focus on that, there's omega, sigma, theta, gamma, alpha, and beta. So stop being limited. Check your definition. Support the various levels of mental health of people around you because everything ebbs and flows. To give a quick insight, alpha males are the attractive leaders, the extroverts, the confident person. The betas friendly reserved amenable kind of easy to please and loyal so kind of not really uh some people will say they're very flexible and moldable um they're the safe person but then there's gamma gamma is adventurous ego apprehensive and compassionate omega they're tone assured driven intelligent uh with diverse interests kind of bounce around different jobs different uh, locations then there's the delta they're they're abnegated they're resentful they're tone sabotaging and they're lonely this person this type of a personality is generally caused by trauma and their personality change because of the trauma because of the resentment and negative experiences I'm going to guess, though, that it's because their emotional support system wasn't really that high. And then lastly, there's the Sigma male. This individual is cunning. They're not as extroverted um, as the alpha male, but they do get what they want. They're tone confident, they're likable, and they're very calculated. Uh, They are often kind of only in friend groups of one or two people. Um, So this is kind of the the high-level overview of the different types of personalities of men and they ebb and flow these fluctuate through our lives and um so if you're in a relationship and your relationship is hitting some rocky road you're kind of combating each other a little bit too much if you're getting tense in your neck and your shoulders your stomach's bothering you you've got the physical pain because you're getting promoted or there's relationships with your children or your spouse or your work colleagues that there's just it's grindy it's um 
uh, irritating, there's um, sadness with different things, check in on your definition. With my new job title, what is your definition of what this means, what this responsibility means, um, what this elevation means? Um, Because as we elevate, we actually want to alleviate some of these anchors that are pulling us down, these emotional anchors. So just do me a favor. As you're moving forward, just think about, is this, if, am I depressed or am I in zone two? Am I in between my goals? Um, so I'm preserving myself. I'm getting my work capacity up. I'm focused on my long-term state uh, or my zone five. Like I'm irritated. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. How do I get some rest? How like the level five person, they're going, they're too fatigued and they're going into too many battles um, for an extended period of time. And they're at risk of the burnout. So drop back in, get focused in the zone three with some rest, some breathing, some meditation, um, some great nutrition uh, and um, strong support. Uh, within your family dynamics so I want to finish this up today I ran into somebody on the street who heard a presentation I did last year uh, and they said keep your heart healthy keep your heart strong um, keep going because good things are coming Um, and today to you I'm saying keep your mind active stay curious thank you that is the bottom rock